Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for, again, the opportunity to serve. We thank you, Lord, for uh, your goodness, your mercy, for shining the light of the glorious gospel in our eyes and calling us to follow. And we thank you, God, for the uh, grace and the gifting uh, to serve on a more committed level, which is your requirement. And so, Lord, I pray for these that have said that I am willing uh, to do what some others want. I am willing to sacrifice in the way that some others want. And we understand, God, that you said according to how we give, that's how it's going to be measured back to us. Amen. How we serve, that's the measure that the reward will be given back to us. And so, God, I pray for these that are here that have committed their time, that have committed their talents and committed their treasure to the kingdom of God and this kingdom work. We pray for wisdom, that you give us wisdom, that you uh, continue to fill in uh, the blanks and add the pieces. And God, we just thank you for, uh, again, that our best days are ahead. We thank you, Lord, that, we, that you, you've already gone ahead and you'll meet us at every place of need. We love you and we thank you. I thank you for every piece to this puzzle. And I thank you that your divine hands are orchestrating everything right now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, gang. So, um, Franco, you want me to start? Or you want to say something for us? Yes, sir. Well, you go, sir. Okay. So, so, so you see, you guys see the room has been decked out. Uh, you have these goodie bags here and they've been themed appropriately. Uh, about uh, the, what we're going to talk about tonight is balancing the load. All right, that's what we're going to talk about. So you see loads in front of you, you got these pretty little trucks and bags in front of you, and it's not just because they thought they were, we thought they were cute or we were trying to be childish. It is a thing. And so inside of there, we got some little gifts and different things like that. And we hope that you enjoy it all. My wife and my daughter, as I said before, we didn't know that we were going to start. In February, we thought we were starting in March, right? Much like you guys and Franco said, we already started when I was on the phone with him one time. So I think it's good for us to get thrown into this. And, uh, and the Lord has met myself and my wife uh, on many different uh, fronts with this. And I'm excited about it. I'm catching it. I'm on board. We had a great time the last time. And I have some great information for y'all tonight and examples strewn, strewn throughout uh, our little area here. Some of you may realize that we're missing another two normal pieces, Pastor Ben and Pastor Amelia. And I had a conversation with, with Pastor Ben and Pastor Amelia, and they are going to be taking a, a break in their words. Uh, she felt like that she was, had too much on her. And so I have some pieces that I have to juggle around and fill those spots in. Uh, but the Lord's already stepped up before it, before it was happening. He was already speaking to me about it. So, Keep them in your prayers, uh, and I'm going I'm to talk about that tonight. So let, let's start from that place. Let's start talking about that. When, when we first uh, began to start to try to have some administration, one of the things that happened was is that uh, Pastor Mary, I call her Pam, she stepped up and said, hey, look, let me do this, right? Let me take this load. And so what was supposed to happen is, is that she was supposed to get people to help her out with a lot of it. And I think that the, the reason why that didn't happen is because I was struggling with how to do that, and so I couldn't help her. She didn't come with that skill, and I couldn't help her to do that. 
All right? So as a result of that, as a result of that, if you put all of the weight on one person, then things are gonna get out of balance. Wow, okay. That's good. All right? So she didn't so we had a meeting with them the other day. She's got some other things just in life and, and all of her duties and responsibilities here just kind of got to be much for her. Uh, I don't think it was the church solely, it's the combination of the two things, uh, two things that she's got going on. But but so when things get out of balance in your personal life or in in your work <clears throat> or in your service and ministry, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Okay? So so tonight what we want to talk about. We want to talk about balancing out the load, all right? Yes, sir. Balancing out the load. And so if you can see here, I have my, you know, myself and Pastor Lori at the top, the pastors at the top, the leaders on the second tier, and then the happy faces of the people. Mm -hmm. And I put the colors for a certain reason. Uh, red, because it's a, it's, it is red when, when we have to do it by ourselves. That means it's emergency, mm -hmm. it's constantly going down, there's a lot of weight. Wow, right. Okay? And so then once we can start to distribute that weight amongst other people, things start to change, mm -hmm. all right? We, we start to get into the black. And then once we, the black is organized and, then fun and functioning, we can get the duties down to the happy people. Right. right. Right, and you see everybody has smiling faces. But there ain't gonna be no green smiling faces if the one in red up here has to deal with it all. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right? right? So uh, can I get four people, four people, Four people real quick, real quick, real quick. So I thought that was Pam's car out there. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's, okay, no, let's go. Uh, you gonna have all, everybody, everybody trying to so stand next to each other. You two stand next to each other right here. Lenny, y'all come stand next to them right here. I like your boots. Mine? Not hers. Mine's like Lenny, I'm sorry, you all the time. I know. Everybody's got a boots, uh, what is it, Gold Tech? Gold Tech today. today. Yeah. yeah. So listen, yeah, Lenny's true to it. He, he's, he's not new to it, he's used to it. Okay, so here's an example right here of, of and, I'm, and, I'm, and I heard the uh, bishop say this, and so I, I didn't invent it, but I heard him say this, and he, he's helped me quite a bit to understand the importance of this process. But he, what he did was he brought up uh, a lady who was the uh, the, the head of the TD Jakes Foundation. Mm -hmm. He brought up the guy that was uh, security and safety. He was over security and safety. Okay. Right? And then he brought up the other guy who was the COO of, of the ministry, right? And he brought up his wife who was the uh, head of the women's ministry. Okay. okay? So what, the way he described it was like this. He says, he says these people, these four people are my vacation. Yeah, yeah. that's good. He said, because, he said, because I have these four people, I can take a vacation. Yeah. He said, if you take away these four people, right, and they don't, they're not handling the load, he said, if I go on vacation, the only thing I do is take all my problems to another place. Mm -hmm. So if I, he said, if I go to Hawaii and I don't have this system in place, I just take all of the things that I was concerned about here over to Hawaii with me. I, there's no relief. And I, and I felt like that for years. We'd be somewhere and my wife be trying to tell me to get off the phone. And I'm thinking to myself, heck, I'm about to be on this phone. Yeah. Because we got business. And we've had a number of arguments. Because <clears throat> no matter if I left and went to this place, my duties and responsibilities, they still came with me. Yeah. Right? So, all, so much like this situation right here, 
all of the weight was on us. And the whole thing about it was we, are, we were not built to be the type. Can you set that back on that for me? We're not built to be the type to just. Not handle the weight. That's not how we built. We're going we gonna to hold it down like a, some kind of superhero until some help comes. That's how we wired. We're not wired to quit. Yeah, we, we're not del- we weren't delegated, but we weren't wired to quit. Right? So if, if there's ever a day, thank you. If there's ever a day, I mean, I've thought about, you know, getting in my truck and grabbing me a go bag and not coming back. I've thought about that many times. That's a serious thought. Thank you, man. It's a serious thought. I've thought about that. Not too serious because I wasn't going to do it. That's just not how I want But the thought was there. Okay? But I want you to understand something when it comes to the service of the Lord. And I understood why I did it. I understood why I did it. That's why at times if, I, if we have to put in our finances to take care of stuff, that's how we watch. We're going we're gonna to do that because I believe that that God's going to make it all right at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so faithfulness is something that has to be practiced. It has to be something that, that has to be developed. And you develop a habit of faithfulness by just being faithful over and over and over. Now, when Jesus was on the cross, his faithfulness to God got him put on the cross. Mm-hmm. Right? So when he gets on the cross, uh, he's there, and the Bible says that the Lord sent angels to minister to him in the hour that he needed the most. Right? So when you get to a place to where you, you, you know, you're overwhelmed like we were in this situation, God's going to send some help. I didn't go looking for Franco. I just cried out to God Amen. and said, God, you got to do something. Amen. And so then, then God sent Franco, not only sent Franco, but started sending me a flood of administrative information. God started answering the prayer at the time that we needed. And you know what? And, and you guys all didn't come at one time. You came all, uh, one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I couldn't do this with the people that were here at first. Right. I couldn't do it. Because they were, not, they're, they're, they were not bad people, but they didn't have the heart after God as you guys do. Mm-hmm. It was like we come to church because it's the thing to do. So I couldn't lay nothing heavy on it. So I want to talk about some. I want to read some biblical stuff to back up my points right now. Yes, sir. I want to talk about... I want to start off talking about commitment. Right? I want to start off talking about commitment. And I want to talk about, I'll just give you a definition of what commitment is. All right? Commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or an activity. The state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or an activity. Some words, some synonyms. For that are dedication, devotion, allegiance, and just get the ones you can. You can go back and look them up later on. Loyalty, faithfulness, fidelity, to be bonded to something, adherence, and attentiveness. Here's the second definition of faithfulness, which, which I, I really like. Now watch this. It says an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom or action. Watch that. An engagement or obligation that restricts freedom or action. So that means that 
when you uh, make a commitment to something, it's going to dictate some of the things that you can and can't do. Like, like in our case, we've committed by and large as much as we truly and faithfully can to be here for uh, the, the fourth, Friday, fourth Friday of the month every month. Right? So going forward, there are some things I understand. There's like, you know, we, my wife's going to have to go tonight. You may have to go at some point. But, but fact, commitment says that if I don't just got to, 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 a hundred times go, I'm going to be here. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what commitment says. So the other person uh, that is not committed, they're free to kind of do whatever crap they want to do. Yes. Right? But when you say you're committed to something, it restricts certain freedoms. Right? And we're going to talk about in, in just a little bit the, the commitment of being part of the core yeah. and how that restricts freedoms. Mm-hmm. Right? And restricts behaviors. Okay? So that's the definition for commitment. Now I want to look at, let's turn to Exodus chapter 18, verse 13 through 27. Exodus 18, 13 through 27. Now the amazing thing for me is that I could just jump and shout if I was Franco. Jump and shout and run around the room is that something that I've struggled with for most of my ministry life, I feel an anointing coming on oh, my feet. I feel it. My side. It's on yeah. side. I feel it. I feel and it. I didn't do it myself. It's, it. God did it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, so one of my greatest weaknesses, I believe that God's going to make my greatest strength. Yes. And you talk about somebody who can talk about it. Yeah. Because I've cried about it. I've been concerned about it. I felt hopeless because of it. But I can see the light. Amen. Amen. And I can just feel it. I can just feel it. So let's read this. Exodus chapter 18, verse 13 through 27. It says, the next day Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him from the morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, what are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do this alone? Why are you trying? And we all have read this. We've read it hundreds of times. We've read it a million times. We've heard the priest a million times. We've been around church. He says, why, why, why are you trying to do this alone? While everyone stands around you from morning till evening. Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God when a dispute arises. They come to me, and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions. Then the father-in-law replied, this is not good. Moses' father-in-law exclaimed, you're going to wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. He said, it's too heavy of a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Inside of your bag, you have these, and we didn't want to put no serious weight in your bag, right? Because we don't want to put the pressure on the bag like that. But, but there's no fishing weights inside of your bag, right? He says, he says that this job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself, yeah. right? Then he goes on. He says, now listen to me. And let me give you a word of advice. And may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. Teach them God's decrees and give them his instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. 
but select from the people some capable, honest men, for us men and women, who fear God and hate bribes, appoint them as leaders over groups of one household. And 150 and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them to bring the major cases to you. The leaders decide the smaller matters, the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will give, they will help you to carry the load. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? Balancing the load, right? Right, right. They will help you to balance the load, making the task easier for you. Man! Amen. If you yeah. follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressure. The pressure yeah. The pressure. And all of these people will go home in peace. Now let me tell you something, man. I got in my car, and I don't know how it happened. I couldn't even find the app that it was coming from. But my phone connected to my uh, radio in my car, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, uh, before I realized what was playing, I was feeling God Jesus. saying that, man, don't, can't, can't you feel it changing? Mm. Jesus, and the song that was on was, ooh, child. Things are going to be easier. I want you to start playing through my phone. Yeah. My wife said, listen, can you hear what's playing? I said, what, 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 what? And I said, I said, it blew my mind. I said, wow. She said, if that ain't God talking to you, then what is it? Amen. Amen. When you distribute the weight, when you distribute the weight, it makes it easy. So now, listen. If I got if I got ten, if, let's say everybody's been in the gym at some point working out. If I got 10 25, 25 pound weights and I'm trying to hold them up by myself, if I get ten people and give each one twenty five, mm -hmm. that means a person ain't got fifty. Mm -hmm. They ain't got seventy five. They just got twenty five. Yeah. But what did it do for me? It took the weight That's off of me. Yes. And what did it do for the rest of the, the other nine? It made them not have to carry too much. Mm -hmm. So if we evenly distribute the weight. Amongst ourselves, then we, these people, will not only be the people smiling, we can be smiling too. Yeah, yeah. Happy at church. When we come to church, we happy. <laughs> we happy, happy, happy. So, what we're going to do is, in the coming week or so, uh, and, and man, we sat down, with, and I was talking to Franco after we finished the Zoom call last night, and I was listening to y'all, and I was hurt. Because I, it wasn't nothing that y'all did. I was hurt at the answers when he asked y'all, he said, What y'all do? People was like not specific. He wasn't sure. Right, right. That's my fault. Hmm. Exactly. And one after one, I said, "Man, I'm blowing. I can see it. I can see it because I know y'all, and I know how strong, and I know how good y'all are." Hmm. I said, "I've been wasting their, their, their effort. I've been wasting. I, I need to get them. I should. I should have them definite answers." Mm -hmm. And so we had went uh, to. Pastor Greg Thurstenson, uh, when I went to go preach for him the other day, and he was touring us around the building. So you guys know we've been talking about with the building and, and, and selling the building probably, uh, to try to find something that seats our need, fits our needs better. And so when we went into the, his building, we were looking around, and, like, and the way it was set up was he had the sanctuary. It was like a, a square building, big square building. And he had the sanctuary in the middle of my sanctuary. There's a hallway that went all around the sanctuary. And on the, and on the, outside, the other side, 
of the hallway from the sanctuary, there were classrooms. <clears throat> Just simply. Mm -hmm. Go in there and put up some metal, whatever, shape off the sanctuary, put a door, this, that, and the other. Put these classrooms around there. And I'm thinking, this, we, we need something like this. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and, and so he, he tours us around, and while we're walking around, he starts to say, Yes. He starts to say that these pastors, I have these pastors over this. I have these pastors over this. That's right. Y'all remember he said that? Mm -hmm. Right? And once he said it, boom, you know, I heard it. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, you say, Pastor, you didn't know that. Man, listen, you're talking to an evangelist. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to getting people saved, I've got 70,000 people that have confessed Christ while I'm in front of them talking to them. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I do that good. I can get up and I can preach. I can talk. Amen. This wasn't my area of strength. Right? And so I knew that when I came here, I was looking and hoping who was in anybody here that can handle it. Let's put, well, why don't you take a shot at it? You think, oh, you're not really serious about the Lord. Okay. <laughs> what are we going to do? Okay, God, you know, I go back to God and, and you're like, we need an answer, please. But in his time. Yeah. Right? And so when I heard it, so I called him on the phone, I, I sent him a text and said, listen, I need to pick your brain about something. So then I got on the phone with him and, and, and I called him and talked to him, and he told me. He said, this is how we structure things over here. Right. Right? So what we're going to be doing is, so we can evenly distribute the weight, mm -hmm. is that we're going to give each of y'all areas and assignments that, hey, you're going to lead that. That's right. Right? That's right. And the people that work underneath you in that area, right? We're not just going to throw you in there. We're going to make sure you get the proper training. Yes, sir. And we're going to walk with you through the process. But there's not a person here that's not capable of doing it. And so when I'm, when I'm uh, another thing, when I'm listening to the bishop, and the bishop is talking about these people that he have in these positions, he says that I, he says I don't meet with their people. Right. He says I meet with them. Yeah. I don't. Know. He says he says and if they have a problem in their ministry, and and it's a serious enough problem, he said you know yeah they're gonna come to me. I want to know about it. But he said that the first person to start losing sleep over whatever they got going on is going to be him. It's yeah. not going to be me. Right, That's right. right. That's good, Pastor. Right? Because if you think about it, think about it like this. If I don't have these people and, and, what, and under this category of ministry, there's an issue strong enough for somebody to be up late, or late at night. And then let's say they got an issue strong enough for somebody to be up late at night. Let's say they got an issue strong enough. And I don't have them. Guess who's up at late at night with all of them? You know, I wake up about... About 5.30 every day, you usually go to the bathroom. <laughs> but, I, but I can't go back to sleep. Because my mind, at 5.30, means for some reason, it starts to be concerned about everything that I have to be concerned about. Every day. Now, I'm hopeful, and I'm excited, and I'm not as concerned, because I can see the light. Amen. But I'm telling y'all, this, this is how it's been. And if we can, if we can balance the load out, yeah. There's not going to be one person that's mm -hmm. having to carry all the weight. We can walk in here smiling and happy mm -hmm. versus what Pam's going through right now and just being overloaded with, with things. That's good, Pastor. Right? I got one more passage I think I want to read and then I'm going to be pretty much done. Okay, so, so understand something. Good point here, too. Good point here, too. Do you know, do you know, and we're talking about vision, right? And I, I, I need to get this 
Franco and them, if y'all can help me get this email to them. So they can have But we're talking about vision. And, do, and I never thought about it this way. When he told Moses that it's not good for you to be doing this, what was, he, what was Moses trying to accomplish anyway? He was trying to accomplish God's vision. That's right. Right, uh -huh. we're going to the promised land. That's where we're going. Right, I need you to lead these people. And so do we understand that he told him that Moses wound up picking 70 elders, 70 elders after Eli to fulfill one man's vision. Seven. Seven. For one vision. Right? So, so if the vision's big enough, yeah. you, need, you need a lot of people. Right. right? I'm not talking about each person got their own vision. There's one vision that God gives, and it took 70 people to, to fulfill that thing. And here I'm my whole life trying to <laughs> Wow. That's good. Nah, and I ain't near by Moses. <laughs> right? I ain't near man, thank you, man. I ain't near by Moses, but if Moses needed 70 folks, I can't do it by myself. I sure can't do it by myself, right? Yeah. Um, Okay, so let me say this. The Bible says, and I, can't, I, I didn't write the scripture down, but you can Google it, that Paul had a situation at one time, and, and the scripture said this. It said that Paul was comforted by the coming of Titus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? No, no, somebody tell me some of the things that Paul had been through. Shipwreck. Shipwreck, what else? With a snake. He got bit by a snake. Yeah. Right? Had people turn it on. He said, you know, some of us Paul said, he said, in addition to all these things, the care of the church day. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, Paul, Paul had a load. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says that he was comforted by the coming of Titus. Right? He was comforted by the coming of Titus. So, so listen, we all need people. We, we all need more than God. We need human folks. Right? So we, we know that, uh, that God himself, remember, uh, we're just talking about how Jethro told Moses, he said, this ain't good for you to try to do all this by yourself. But God told Adam, it's not good that man should be alone. He said, so I'm going to make you a woman. a woman to help you. To help you. He said, God said, it's not good that man should be alone. So, so again, but he also allowed, and I talked this to y'all, I think, uh, a couple weeks ago, but he allowed him to see that each of the animals, they all had somebody. Mm -hmm. So he first God said it's not good that man should be alone, but he didn't immediately make the woman. He brought the next thing he did was brought the animals to Adam to name them. And Adam looked at the animals and he saw, the Bible says that he saw that each one of them was male and there was female. Mm -hmm. So God allowed him to see. You're the only one that ain't got nobody like you. Right. So he so he put the need, he put the desire, he put the understanding. That I need somebody else before he gave them to somebody else. Man. That way he appreciated to somebody else. Yeah. Now we had a, a, a couples meeting uh, a few weeks back, and the Lord really started to, to shift when, when all these things started to come together with the administration. And, uh, and uh, when I, I think the first time I talked to Franco or whatever, the Lord started making me aware. The first thing he did was, and this is for you married couples in here, he made me aware. I got a wife to help me. That's the first help that God made aware of me. He said, he said, no matter how big of a load or how emotional it gets or how 
much the, the mental weight of it gets on you. He said, you've never had to do it by yourself. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> he said, I gave you a wife. That's your first day. So that, that, that started to change me. That started to help me. That started me to see. It made me start to appreciate mm -hmm. my wife on another level. Yeah. It made me start to appreciate on another, on another level. And it changed our marriage. Mm. Yeah. It changed our marriage. Because it, it took me to a deeper place of appreciation to, to see that all of this time, she's always been there with me. Yes, sir. I've been trying to hold the world up by myself, but she's always been there in heaven. And so God started to ease, he's eased the load of death. And then he started, then he said, hey, look, I got some other help too. I got some good people surrounding me. I'm going to show you how to facilitate. I'm going to show you how to put it together. So the Lord has been sending him. From the right, left, the front, and the back, you can send it here. Ooh, child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to say this, and then I'm done. I want to talk about this. There, there's two things, criteria that we're going to be looking at going forward. Uh, yeah, I can use this for that. There's two criteria we're going to look at going forward. Criteria, criteria for leadership and criteria for membership. <laughs> All right? Criteria for leadership and criteria, criteria for membership. Okay, and you kind of look at them the same way. So you see these people out here. Well, well, below these people here that are smiling, we got some invisible people. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. All right? We got some invisible people. So underneath these people that are smiling, we got people that are part of our community that don't even go to our church. Right? People that are around. That's your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors, people in this zip code, area code, wherever we might get people from to come and, and disciple. Alright? We got people. So that's a part of the community. Alright? Then there's a lot of different people that come here on Sundays. Alright? That are in different classifications. So we got people that come here that are not committed in any way. They just come and they show up and they listen. They sit down and some of them might come every now and then, right? Some of them come all the time and they're not committed, right? So you have the community, you have the crowd, and then you start to have the committed, right? That's when you start to see people, uh, whether well, you have the congregation, right? So at that point, now you, can, you can come here, and I never looked at it like this. When normally when people come here, let me tell you what we do. Let me tell you what we do. We want to get to know them real fast. Mm -hmm. right? We're going to ask them a whole bunch of questions to see what they need to be delivered. Right? I need to get you delivered. I need to get you fixed. I need to know. You know, are you shacking up? Right. <laughs> Did you smoke dope? Right? Are you alcoholic? Right? Are you a liar? What, what, what you got going on? And that's, listen, that's the goal. But, but the people that show up here that are part of the community and the crowd, mm -hmm. they don't listen. If they show up here and they're shacky, you know, you can't serve in that kind of case. Right. But if you can show up and come here like that, and we're going to work on you because that's what you just did. Right. You just brought, you just jumped in the boat yeah. as a fish. Now we're going to clean you up. Yeah, now we're going to clean you up. And I'd rather have you in the boat trying to clean you up than get you out of the boat. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense? So now we can work on you, but we're going to be patient with them. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, we talked about this before, we're going to develop a system 
We're going to develop a system of fish cleaning. Mm. Right? It's now, if you want to be a member, right, then we, 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 we have our classes that you go through in order for membership, and you sign the membership covenant, meaning that some of that wild stuff that you was doing as a part of the crowd and the community, you say you're not going to do that no more. Yeah, right? yeah. Everybody follow what I'm coming from? Yes. You say you're not, but we're not gonna we're not gonna put you out. Right. Right. If you haven't got to that place. Right. Now you get to that place and you start tripping. Now, now I'm not saying we're not gonna work on you. We're gonna work on you. But I'd rather have you in the boat trying to clean you up, trying to catch you in the boat. Right. Come here, fish, fish. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have you in the boat trying to catch you than out in the streets. Yeah. Right. So then you get to a place where first come and they say, I want to be a member part of the congregation, and there is. Stuff on paper requirements, mm -hmm. codes of conduct that we expect out of the members, right? So then you take a step up from just being part of the congregation to being committed. Mm -hmm. That's another step exactly. that we trust you with certain responsibilities. Right. And then the final step is the core. Mm -hmm. There's a whole other level of requirements right there. Everybody, you can't just come in here and say, I want to be part of the core, Pastor <laughs> Levi. I don't want to be part of the core. Well, let's, we, look, we, we, we got some steps we got to send, send you through, and you got some habits. We, we, we don't hate you. <laughs> we still love you, but, but you, your habits are keeping you from coming to this place. Right. Everybody, that makes sense to everybody? Yes. yes. Right? So, we, so our, if our goal is to catch fish, right? So it's kind of like a funnel. Right. Mm. So at the top is real big. But the more you grow spiritually, it starts to drop down and it gets smaller and smaller yes, because the commitment gets higher and higher. Right. right? And so that's the way we have to learn how to function. We want everybody to come. You come in here smelling like weed, you're part of the, the crowd. Yeah. You just have to, this has to become part of the culture. Mm -hmm. They smell like weed, they listen, they just can't. Now you start talking about membership, you come in here smelling like weed. Mm -hmm. Now we've got a whole other situation. Right. <coughs> right? What's that list? Right, right, right. But if you ain't if you ain't got no commitment, you just showed up. Right. Because Jesus dealt with these kind of people. Yeah. He built his whole team off these people. He accepted any one of them that showed up, and he started working on them, and he worked them down to disciple level. That makes sense. Yes. Oh, yeah. So as I want to read to you the requirements of the core, and then I'm gonna be done, Franco. Franco uh, has sent some requirements in his letter talking about availability and attendance. Is that right? Yes, so, we, so we're, that's a part of it, but I want to I go a level deeper for yes, our core people's commitment. And you can write these down. You can write these down. Number one commitment is that you spend time with the Lord regularly. If you're going to be part of the core, you've got to spend time with God regularly. And these things that I'm saying right now, guys, again, no, none of us, none of us, including me, have to be part of the core. It's something that you say, I feel like I'm led to do, or I want to be a part of the core. So if you feel like you don't want to abide with the code of conduct, we're not going to not like you or whatever, like you're still going to love you or whatever. You're just going to take a couple step backs in, in your level of security clearance. Right, make sense? Mm -hmm. Your security clearance is going to have to take a couple steps back. So if you want to be part of the core, this is, this is the team in which is the most trustworthy, the most committed, yes. the people that are striving for ma uh, spiritual maturity. This is the place for them right there. 
And if we get to a point, right, and we, we realize you can't do that, then we're going to we're gonna have to pull your security card. <laughs> That's just what it is. Yeah. Right? So uh, the second thing is that you're going to be committed to holy living. Going to be committed to holy living. <clears throat> Third thing is that you're going to be submitted to leaders, the leadership of your senior pastors. Going to be submitted to the leadership of your senior pastors. Now, of course, if we actually do something that goes against the Bible or something that's unholy, of course you're not going to do that. But we're not going to do that. But you're going to be submitted to our leadership because we are the, the set people in the house. Submitted to the leadership of the senior pastors and to the leadership of each other, too, right? The people's different area of leadership. Yeah. <clears throat> right? We're going to try to work out things with people who are over certain areas before we come to the pastor and say, Pastor. Right? And we're going to submit to that to the extent that it can be submitted to. Does everybody understand that? Yes. Okay, so the uh, next thing is, the next requirement is unity with the church vision and church vision, the church members, and the teams in the church. Unity. We're going to be unified. You know, what does that look like? That means that, listen, there's not going to be no cliques mm. in the church. Amongst us, and I'm going to tell you, I can speak for somebody who has been a member of a clique, of a clique in this church, and I didn't even know. I didn't even know. And because I wasn't, it wasn't that I wanted to be part of just around certain people. I just didn't extend myself mm -hmm. far enough to everybody else. And the Lord really started getting on me about that. He's like, man, now you're the show father. Mm -hmm. You're the man clique leader around here. So again, sometimes, listen, if I, don't, if I don't see it, I might miss it. But when I catch it, I'll straighten it up. So my, my, my hand will be extended to everyone. Exactly. Your hand should be extended to everyone. Now, there's certain people that we're more comfortable with than other people. But we have to be intentional about extending mm -hmm. our hand to everyone. If we don't model that and that don't be part of the culture, we're not going to get that out of the people. That's right. That's good. And we don't want people feeling left out. You know, it's that you know, not everybody could happen, but we don't want it to be because of us. We right. want to make sure that hey, we we we're engaging people. Some people that we don't talk to often, man. Hey, how you doing? I know we don't talk that much, but I just wanted to. You'd be surprised with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes, sir. So, so one thing that, uh, and you see, Daniel Rice is. I told you who's not here, but you see who is here. Danielle is here with us tonight. And she's going to become a part of our team. <laughs> so, so we, we, me and Pastor Lori, we took her out to eat. And I told her, uh, when, when uh, we talked to her, I said, I don't have no agenda. I don't have no nothing to hide. Let's go out to eat. Because the Lord had put her on my heart to help with some administrative stuff. Mm -hmm. So we went out to eat, and she said to me, she said, uh, yeah, for sure. I can, what, what you have in mind for me to do, I can do it. And I laid this down to her. And she said, she, she told me, she said, now in the past, some of these things, I needed some help with. She said, but accountability, I think, will help me to get rolling. So, so we had two meetings to describe 
the scenario. And we, me and Pastor Lori are going to be, we're going to be on it. Like we're on everybody else. We're going to be on, this, every, like on everybody else. Right? And give her the, uh, the love to help us to fulfill. Because I think she has something to add to the team. Yes, sir. Right? So give her another hand real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, okay, and the reason why we're going to be in unity of vision is that none of us are perfect. And we're here to help each other, not down each other. None of us are perfect. We're here to help each other and not down each other. I think there's that everybody that I'm close to has had something that they've needed grace from me for. All of us, everybody. And y'all, and from, from that experience, you know how I roll. Right? I'm going to hold you close. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to give you a shot. But if we just feel like you can't do it, then we, we cross that bridge when you get to it. But that's the way it has to be. We, we want to undergird and lift up and be accountable to each other. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so the next thing is we, that we need to be committed to is, and I only got one more after this, committed to being spiritually mature, committed to being a spiritually mature example in church and out of church. Yes. Committed to being a, spiritual, a, a spiritually mature example in church and out of church. Right? I'm an unorthodox guy. I, I look to do things to be effective. Mm. So I may, I may go some places that some pastors won't go. <clears throat> I will have lunch with some people that some pastors won't have lunch with. But I'm not so free in the rare times that I do that that I'm not guarding or making sure that I don't look some type of way in an environment. Let me give you a, a, a one thing that we do. When we go to the Mexican restaurants, which we like to eat Mexican food, if you order uh, what's called, some of you may not know this, I know some of you may not know this, but I'm fluent in Mexican food. <laughs> Mexican food. <laughs> but it's what's something called a preferado. Uh -huh. right? So sometimes they want to bring it to you in the big glass, with salt around it and all that kind of stuff, I didn't make my wife tell them to put it in the cup. Because I don't want them to look like I'm drinking. Right. I see what you're saying. I don't even want to look like I'm drinking. And I've told you, we've had a, we had a big, huge situation about drinking alcohol. Big, huge, and we lost some folks during that time. But that's okay. If you, I can two walk together and see if they agree. And I've, I told you that when you read the Bible, I can't definitively say that there is something that says that drinking alcohol is a sin. You can't do that. But he says to not exercise certain freedoms that cause other people to stumble. And most of us in here that used to drink didn't have good experiences with alcohol. Yeah. Right? And not only that, when we read in that book, it read in the uh, scripture about Moses and him delegating, it says that you should be ready all the time. To deal with your folks. Yeah. Right? So let's the person say they won't go home and in the privacy of my own home, I'm gonna drink me a, uh, you know, a few glasses of wine. What about when your department people need you? Yeah. In the middle of the night or whatever, you got an emergency 911 and they need you to show up over there. You talking about, well shoot, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I'm drunk. I can't come. I can't come. We always on duty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always on duty. 
When we split up into these departments, you're on duty. Your folks not going to be able to come. You can't show up over there talking about praying for their kids or for them or their grandmother or whatever they got going on in their own <laughs> You can't roll up over there smelling wine on your breath. You can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got to be sober minded. Exactly. The scripture said it's not for kings to be drinking wine. Yeah. Right? We want to have our mental state intact. So understand that just because the books say don't come out and say drinking and sin, that don't mean that we, we got too many people around us that have been alcoholics. Mm -hmm. yeah. I say our church is flammable. Exactly. We're easy to catch fire with that. So we don't play with that. Right. Right? We're not going to play with that. And the last thing is that everybody has to commit to paying their tithes. Yeah. Got to commit to paying your tithes. Mm. Now you don't have to be part of the court, but that's membership covenant action right there. Yeah. That's way back in membership when you say you're going to become a member. Then that's, that's part of the requirements of being a member. Yes, sir. You say I'm going to pay my tithes. Yeah. So when we get in here, I and mean, understand, one person, one person's tithe at this point is not going to tip us over. Uh, into the black. Unless one of y'all, I, I believe in God that, that y'all gonna hit it. We got one, two, three, four millions all over the black. Amen. But, but even then, I don't have respect to somebody's tithe to that way that you're gonna be special. You can't be special because that's your basic requirement. Exactly. Right. Yeah. exactly. And that you goes know? along with your spiritual maturity. Your spiritual maturity. So listen, let's say Pastor Eli hits it. Mm. Big time, right? When he hits it, <laughs> when he hits it, he hit that first million. Right, Pastor Eli come in, he put that check for a hundred thousand tithes on that meeting. Hopefully he'll do at least 150. <laughs> right? Because he did tithes and offers. Right? You got, you got to give tithes and offers. So he does that. So Pastor, uh, Pastor Eli comes and does that. And B. Gear gets 10,000 for something. So he comes in, his tithes a thousand dollars. Hopefully he'll give maybe another five hundred dollars or something. Right? And so once he does that, it, it, do I treat Eli special? No, because what did he do? He gave a percentage of his interest. Exactly. Exactly. Whether it's $10 or $10,000, exactly. he, well, he was obedient to God. Right. That's how I look at tithes. That's the way tithes are supposed to be looked at. Yes. It's not about an amount. I'm the biggest tithe in here. That's impossible to do. Exactly. It's impossible to be the biggest tithe. Yeah. Now, the amount that you wind up giving could have been more than everybody else, but you can't be the biggest tithe. Right. Because the tithe is 10%. Exactly. So if this person makes $100 a week and they give $10 a week and you give $10,000 a week, you ain't more special than them. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, and I will not because I'm that dude and because it's not holy. I'm not going to kiss your butt. I don't care. Exactly. Because that's not, that's not God. That's good. That's not God. Ten, the $10 from that person is the same as the $10,000 that other guy. So there's a percentage and it's based on your obedience. That's why I always talk about the tithe. I don't talk about the amount. I talk about the tithe because of the principle. About the tithe. Right? I believe that when we, when the church as a whole brings their tithe on down with our tithe, then God got to bless us. Amen. Amen. Fifteen dollars or fifteen thousand. That's what I believe. Amen. Amen. Okay. So to recap what we talked about tonight, recap my part. To recap my part. We talked about balancing out the load. Right? Not having to wait too much on one person. Not having to wait too much on, on the pastors. Not having to wait too much on the leaders. We want to keep the weight balancing out. So listen, once the weight gets passed down to you in your specific area, we want you 
to recruit, or we have to figure that out how we're going to do that. We want you to get people to help you out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so the weight is off of you. And again, they can handle some weight. They grown. Yes, they grown. They can handle, you can help. Yeah. You can move them chairs. Mm-hmm. You grow. Yes, sir. You can think about this. You can say hi to somebody. You can open up the door. Right. But it's my fault. My fault. My baby near Friday kept all fresh on myself. We ain't doing that no more. We're going to balance the load out. All right? So we're going to balance out the load. And we talked about how, we talked about how uh, the different levels of, the different levels of, uh, of standards from the people coming in from the community to the crowd to the congregation to the committed to the core. Right? Amen. We talked about that. We, talk, we, we define that. In order for you to participate in these certain activities, this way it's got to be. And so, no, listen, listen, God, not take, not, don't take this personal, but no one is going to be exempt from this. Mm-hmm. No one is going to be exempt from this. Right? That don't mean that, you know, you break a rule and, man, you can't. No, we're going to sit down and talk about it. And if you think that you can't cut this crap out, then, then hey, I'm not putting you off the team. You're putting yourself off the team. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So if the, this is going to be expected out of everybody. And you, and again, we're graceful. You know we ain't just, but don't play games, man. Because God knows and we know. All right? And so uh, that's my part for tonight. I pray that you understood. Amen. And I'm going to turn y'all over to Franco now. Thank you, sir. Can y'all give Pastor another big round?